So that's we, we we're, we're on. <laughs> Manny, that was flawlessly executed. Dude, what was that? Sorry, season dude. three. Season three. Welcome to season three of this show. This is our darkest season yet. Yeah. Why is that? Because with, was that Limp Biscuit? What was that, Manny? It was Limp something. Yeah, it was Limp something. Um, man, uh, man, the, like rule number one of being on the radio is don't have your radio on <laughs> while you're on the radio. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I had a moment where I was like, can I tune in, hit the on button, <laughs> Limp Biscuit came on, and then realized this was a terrible idea. Yeah. Also, Facebook Live right now, we're again talking to ghosts because yeah. Yeah, they uh, can't hear what's happening. We, yeah, that's right. So they I mean, didn't hear the limp biscuit either. No, they did not. <laughs> we gotta leave it in though. We will. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it is a good way to start the darkest season. I mean, with limp biscuit. So it's pretty uh, I, dark. I want to tell you guys about the idea that I had because you know we have to take a brand new profile photo to include Ken, have all of us in the photo, right? So I had this idea of what I think the profile photo should look like. By the way, everybody should remember that last year my idea was i want us to do like breakfast club pretty in pink <laughs> kind of photos like and that shots. turned out quite well <laughs> you look so pissed in some of those pictures I like pissed no you, you meant to look pissed like that was like the pouty face that looked more angry internally we all felt <laughs> that so here's my new idea basically okay i want you to imagine this okay uh it's kind of an elevated thing so there's like steps involved okay so ryan and i are at the bottom okay and Ryan, he's got the whole thing where he's got either he can choose. Ryan can either have his arms crossed or or he can have his back turned to the photo wow. and he can look back, you know, over his shoulder. Those Me, thank choices. you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> thanks for the choices. for the like my options. They're like yeah. both really <laughs> like I hate everything. I'm <laughs> real angsty hero Yui son of a bitch kind of guy. <laughs> Nice. Uh, for me, I, I, I'm going to be right next to Ryan, and I'm basically just going to have my hand in my pocket, just kind of standing there casually, you know, just casual. Just I cool know where this is coming mode. from. I know the yeah. the inspiration image. So, no, this gets worse. <laughs> for Courtney, Courtney is going to be Did standing. Did you think of all this while you were in the bathroom right now? No. <laughs> I gave it a lot of, the whole summer I spent thinking about this. So, okay, Courtney. Yes. You're going to be in between me and Ryan, but behind us on the steps, like elevated. So you're going to be in an elevated position okay. between us. And basically, Courtney is like taking like half a step up the stairs, like sideways, and she's looking at the camera. So she's <laughs> turning her head, looking at the camera. So I'm she's... looking behind me at no, the no, no, camera? No, no, no. Sideways. Yes. Looking... Sideways. Like, like basically, you're, you're walking up a step. Yeah, I guess you're behind doing, you. You're doing the, the like, <laughs> huh? least, the least normal way to go up a set of stairs. Yes, basically. <laughs> I want her to go up the stairs at a diagonal angle yeah. and look sideways at the camera. Look that sideways way, at that the camera. way it looks very like, like I don't know, like epic and kind of like you're like taking a step up, like you're elevating or something. Okay. I mean, literally, because nice. you're walking. You're up. on stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and plus you get to see I want it to look like you're you on see her stairs. Butt. Okay. You get to see is, her butt. This is the one that I love the <laughs> nice. most for Ken. Oh, I want no. I, what I would like for Ken to do in this photo is this. Ken is somewhere near Courtney, maybe like to the left of her or something. All I know is Ken is kind of a little bit off, but basically Ken is completely sideways. Like he is facing parallel to the camera, not looking at the camera. He's his whole profile. It's a profile shot, basically. You see Ken's profile, mm. right? But but there's always a but. <laughs> Ken, his eyes 
and maybe a little bit of his face is kind of turned a little bit at the camera, kind of like intensely looking at the camera at from the side. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of side looks <laughs> in this photo. <laughs> These stairs are really not being utilized, like in any. And the other thing that I need Ken to do, I want him holding a cigarette. Ken, I want you to see my face as I do this. I want you to have your hand in front of your face like this, so you're like looking at the camera, like you got like a really intense hand in he's front of He's just holding his hand in front of his face? Yeah, he's holding That's his really hand. weird. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that, yeah. K-pop fans and also anime characters. I felt like I need an intense character you on wanna, this thing. Do you want to practice for Dude, our just show me what viewers? that looks like. Can you? What, you? what does that look like? Like like I'm deep in thought? No, 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 man. It's more like, almost like you're putting your hand over your face like a mask. Like you're like this. And you're like looking like Why? this way. Because it looks cool, man. Is Why else? Cool you like just this? painted a picture with your words. I did, right? <laughs> I... Not a pretty one. Welcome to another episode of Ryan and Noosh 3 if this and is... Knuckles. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds wrong. Sounds wrong. Come on, give me credit for that one at least. <laughs> All right, man. Knuckles is in... What's the new one that just came out? What? The new Sonic. Isn't it uh, Sonic... Sonic Mania? Sonic Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you can add Knuckles to <laughs> oh anything. And Knuckles. It's always and Knuckles. It's always yeah. and Knuckles. It's always and something now. Yeah. So, uh, Knuckles was like the best, but also the worst to play with. Can yeah. I just say that? That's yeah. Acceptable. That is acceptable. Um, so I'm one of the, the hosts, Danushka Kumar Singha, and uh, I just remembered what the other thing I want to tell you was. I told you that was going to happen. <laughs> but basically what I was going to say is, you know, when I introduce you, nobody can actually see you unless you... So when I say something like, and, uh, you know, we also have Ryan Walters... You have to say something because nobody can see you nod your head. Uh-huh. What are you? Okay, but you just said my name. What am I supposed to? I don't know hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Wubba lubba dub dub. I don't know. Say your catchphrase. I'm Pickle Rick. I'm <laughs> a Pickle Rick. <laughs> and, and basically on this show, if Ryan, by the way, the analogy I'm using for today's episode, guys, is if we were Nick Cage movies. Oh, oh God. God. Sweet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Please let me be face off. So. <laughs> Waterfall. So he wants you to do this too. I mean, (laughs) face off. I can eat a peach for hours. Dude, Caster Troy is one of my favorite names in fiction. That thing's amazing. Caster Troy. (laughs) In the first first five minutes of that movie, he arms a nuclear warhead, uh, acts like a crazy priest, grabs a woman's ass, Mm -hmm. a teenage girl's ass. (laughs) Teenage girl's ass. You have to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. So if Ryan, if this was a Nick Cage movie, go on. Ryan would be Con mm-hmm. Air. Yeah. Mm. You'd basically be Cameron Poe, because because like Cameron Poe, uh, Ryan has a lot of honor. He, he is the most moral and honorable person on this show. And I, I well, I mean, that, you could say that about anyone compared to you, though. <laughs> that's that's true. I'm I'm I'm, pretty, I'm a terrible person. You're a deviant. That's what you are. <laughs> I also just like the idea of comparing you to long-haired. 
you know, no white, wearing white a wife trash. beater, white trash Nick Cage. White trash, white trash hero Nick Cage. Goodness. It's my heritage. I mean, I guess I can't really, <laughs> can't really deny it. Uh, also, another host on our show, Ken Tran. Hi. <laughs> Which Nick Cage am I? Okay, so Ken, you, if this was a Nick Cage movie, I'm sorry, you, I didn't pick Castor Troy because Castor Troy is insane. Okay, <laughs> then what do you pick? I picked uh, The Weatherman. Uh, the oh, kid. I hate that movie. <laughs> that's like the worst movie you could David Spritz. No, dude, only because that's like his most heartwarming, quirky No, it's not. Movie. It's the hardest one to get a, like, actually get your way through. That guy, really? freaking, he walked around with a bow and arrow. Yeah, it was really quirky. That's the only like good you. part of the movie, him with a bow and arrow. You see Ken with a bow and arrow? <laughs> I see Ken being really quirky, and uh, I guess what I'm saying is I can see Ken in some of those like moments. I feel like you'd be pretty, pretty... David Spritzer. I, I could I could see myself as yeah. being David Spritzer. Do you have one for yourself? I do, of course. Okay. Of course. Um, and also, okay, I'm our, our, our fourth host, Courtney Rajan. And uh, Courtney, for you, I chose National Treasure. You're, <laughs> I had a feeling. I don't know why, but I had a it, feeling. It, 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 it's ben, a Disney ben, thing. Benjamin Franklin Gates, because he is the smartest of all the cages. <laughs> <laughs> and he has the most degrees. Like oh, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, our guest for today's episode is a very, very good friend of ours, uh, Manny. And, uh, he doesn't have a last everybody. name. I don't think he knows. You don't know Manny's last name. I don't, don't want to butcher it. I don't want to butcher it. No, Guardado. No, I, I would That's love for you to butcher it. Guardado, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. bravo. Okay, I didn't want to butcher boy. it. So for a split second, I was like, oh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I you know like it. Ryan Walters, Ken Tran, <laughs> Courtney Rajan. Manny. Manny. <laughs> Manny He's what? like Madonna. No last name. Yeah, I only I only go by single name. <laughs> and uh, if if this if Manny was a Nick Cage movie, I chose for you, dude, uh, the Family Man, Jack Campbell, because of the fact that he his whole thing was he wanted to have it all, you know, the family and the great career. I just felt like that was that was Manny. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Noosh. I will. Uh, I I accept. God, <laughs> I hope you accepted because during that pause, I was like, Manny is so pissed at me. He was like, what the Rejected. He's like, I'm Caster Troy. <laughs> uh, for myself, I chose, and tell me if you think this is apt. I think it is. Uh, I chose Adaptation, Charlie Kaufman, only because I am the kind of person who has stories within stories within stories. <laughs> yes. Digressing I mean, constantly. That's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, I'd like to add to that news. Yeah. Your gears are always turning, my friend. I don't think I've ever had a conversation with you where you didn't take it to the next level, and that's why I love you. Thanks, man. I love Aww. you too, man. Oh, I, I mean, love is strong with this one. <laughs> so I mean, I'll, on that topic, I mean, when, here's the thing that I want the on the topic audience, of loving news. Well, on the topic, <laughs> well, me. you can never, me. you can never. This is a Ryan story, also. I mean, if you're Ryan, you want to tell. I mean, basically, I love to tell the story of how we met Manny because Manny is, without a doubt, I think there are two people that Ryan and I like collectively love so much to be around, and that's Aaron and Manny. Who I like would, how you like collectively, like there's a whole group, there's a whole panel of Ryan's and Noosh's well, who, who vote on uh, this the, thing. The, the council of Ryan and Noosh has spoken. <laughs> um, but I mean, he is one of our, our favorite people ever. Indeed he is. Yeah. So I mean, do you, you want me to tell the story or do you want... Go ahead, man. <laughs> guys, I, I, I want to I relive with you guys. Please maybe, maybe this is the darkest, maybe this is the darkest season because nobody's spoken all season. <laughs> all season, this season's like... Five minutes in. 
Ba- ba- <laughs> it's not that much different from last season. <laughs> this is how we met Manny. So we met Manny through a mutual friend of ours, JB, while working on a website that Manny yep. was uh, was founding, the Game Pop. Very. But the, the point where we're like, dude, this guy is like larger than life, amazing, is one time a group of us from that website, mm-hmm. we went to a bar, the, the Villains Tavern. And yes. Yeah, and we we went there, and you know we found a table. We were sitting down. Some people got up to get drinks. At one point, I look around. Ryan looks around, and we're just like, "Where's Manny? Manny was just gone. We have no idea where he is." I remember actually also going outside, and he wasn't out there yeah. either. And we were just like, "Huh?" So thought we, he left. Yeah, we 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 had no idea where he was, and then. We look over at one of the booths where there's like a bunch of girls there, and there's Manny, his shirt unbuttoned with his like <laughs> chest hair showing, and he's got like all these girls around him, and he's just charismatically just chatting them up like it's. <laughs> I, we just got to the bar, and he's already sitting with a bunch of girls just chatting them up. You, you gentlemen are so flattering. Uh, I was wasted. And, <laughs> Hence the tie. Um, I mean, yes, I do remember most of that, especially talking to the girls. Uh, I did kind of black out, um, but th- I was so I remember being so impressed with you two, and I was like, "These are guys I'm going to know for a long time." And then I proceeded to drink a lot of gin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, I like the idea of Manny having these really warm, wonderful thoughts about us, and then getting pissed face drunk. Listen, also, I feel like I feel like if there's one person I've ever known in my life who who is like, if I if I had to like look at a person and say, I know the type of alcohol you drink, it's Manny. <laughs> he's he's drinking whiskey, he's drinking gin. Mm. Yeah, see yeah it. keep it simple. Clear, feel it in colored. his bones, man. Gin yep, just reminds me of Aquanet Simple and clean. The, the only problem Ooh. with Noosh is uh, like how he gauges like his friends' personalities, especially if they're guys, is how many chicks could they pick up? Oh, no. I yes. Mean, that is, <laughs> oh, my. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude, I, I, dude. That's not the main Dang. way, though. That's it's not the, the main way, but it's, 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 it's a chief way. It, I don't know. Like, you go to Ryan, and he was like, oh, man, he could pick up any chick if he wanted to. <laughs> and me, I'm with it, po- it does. It does tend to be something yeah. that you, that, like, changes yeah. how you view a person. Like, you think they're super awesome if they are, like, yeah, you know. I guess even it is. Basically, dude, the whole women thing is like and knuckles, basically. It's kind of like, oh, dude, you're awesome. And women. (laughs) And then if it's a female friend, you're just... Oh. Assume they're lesbians. <laughs> <laughs) That's true. I mean, I I have to start somewhere. You you just want to also... Like know how well they pick they up. Could, on they women. pick up women yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why. Right, that's right, Courtney. Maybe that's why I assume they're. He's like, man, Courtney can pick up chicks too. No. So, <laughs> I only so, say that because, like, for three to four years, you had this belief that I was withholding Asian women from you. Like, I date Asian women. Three to four years, I still believe it. I'll never, that dude. That's my Chezwan sauce, man. <laughs> that's my nine eleven. I'll always believe it. Inside <laughs> job. Wow. Don't know what to say after that. <laughs> so, okay. how was everybody's summer? I mean, oh, yeah, man, that was a short summer. Tell me about your summer, guys, because I have not seen you. Yeah, it's been since a while. last season, darkest who's season who's yet. Going first, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, how do I how do I tell people I graduated and I'm unemployed? Uh, you just did. You just did. That was easy. Next, oh, nice. congratulations. That's you know your shortest pretty, story ever. <laughs> <laughs> and also pretty standard. Like that's yeah. 
That went straight yeah. to the point. That's very not noosh like. Yeah. That's how you know I'm sad. He's sad. He's very sad. <laughs> Ryan? Uh, I'm having a baby. That's, that's yeah. a big summer Congrats. thing. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Nice. He's going to be a daddy. Yeah. Join in. More join importantly, in the... I'm going to be an uncle. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, more importantly. <laughs> <laughs> Just been working. I got accepted into USC, so I'm starting a master's yeah, program. Your second so, master's program. My yeah. second master's program. So Amazing. classes started last week, so keeping busy. National nice. treasure Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. Ken? Starving writer. That's what I'm doing. Writing for two ups, as I'll tell you about it later on in the show. I would definitely say, like, the net income of this podcast has gone way down. Pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> Please yeah. donate to our patron. No. <laughs> oh, God. Patreon, that's the next yeah. step we need. Uh, Manny, I mean, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, aside from being an alcoholic womanizer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, formerly. No, no, uh, <laughs> Um, I am. Uh, I'm a local Angelino, born and raised in Los Angeles, um, and I work in museums. So nice. I've always been into mm. art, um, and I develop educational programming. So believe it or not, I teach your children um, about colors and <laughs> art and pretty things. Um, I love video games. Uh, it's actually one of the big connections that I have with uh, Noosh and Ryan, um, is that we not only work together on the Game Pop, but we were also devoted guardians in the first oh, yeah. Destiny game. I mean, wait, it was the three of us that beat Quodron, right? It was, yeah. oh, dude, that was, yes. I mean, one of my, one of the greatest video game moments. And you know what's funny, too, is life. that wasn't, that's like not even like one of the things that's supposed to be like a big deal in Destiny. But for, it was just for you and me, it was. Yeah, it was, because we spent 15 hours fighting geez. one boss over and over the trying to get a pattern, us, yeah. the three of us. And, and the fact that we almost gave up many times, but somehow, we kept trying, mostly because the game automatically reloads. And we're like, oh, we're already in. I actually, I have it saved on my uh, on my PS4. There was a moment where we were we're all just sitting in that loading thing, mm-hmm. and Manny like left to go get something, or I don't know. And you you and him were just standing there, and I was like, this is this is our life and destiny now. We're all just oh, no. standing here in this room. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, so we've had I mean, we've had a lot of great moments with Manny. You know, yeah, yeah, we de- we definitely have, man, and um, I haven't been around as much recently um, as uh, I, I may have <laughs> mentioned earlier. Um, I have a child now, uh, and I'm married, and yeah, so I've kind of hey, been shout adulting. out to your wife and daughter. Yes, big shout out uh, to my wife Jenny, who uh, took uh, took on mommy responsibilities tonight and uh, gave me the time to come join you guys. Um, and shout out to my daughter, who is beautiful, incredible, uh, and disastrous because she breaks everything. <laughs> I was about to say uh-huh. like her father until the disastrous part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So shout out to the two women that uh, that I love the most. Nice man. Aww. Adorable. Aww. Adorbs. Thanks for letting you sit I mean, in your car. I mean, dude, in a few months in January, that'll be me. I'll get to say things like that. <laughs> yes. Dude, yes. <laughs> You're going to show I'm, up in that I'm, hospital with cigars and pass them out to everybody. No, I'm going to be in the delivery room. Like, like I'm in oh there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I should have never told you. You had no idea what you signed up for with this friendship. <laughs> All 
our topic for today's, you know, season three, first episode. By the way, congrats, guys, on making it this far. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. So uh, our, our topic for today is hype. So we're going to be talking about all things. Loose, loose topic. I mean, I loosely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I'll let the audience, hey, you know what? Comment below <laughs> if you think that the stories we're telling today ties into the idea of hype. So I will start the topic. So what I, I want to tell you guys about today is the Reddit button, or as some people call it, the button experiment. I mean, who's who's familiar with this? Man, Manny, are you familiar with the, the Reddit button? No, no. This okay. Is Fun. Ken, are you familiar with it? A little bit. A little but, bit. Okay. So, I mean, no, no idea. Ryan, you've heard of it, but you're not familiar with all the details. Yep. All right, here we go. So, this is the button. On April 1st, 2015, a post appeared on Reddit's front page. And this is the, what the post said. By the way, this is a, this is a post from like an admin on like, a, like a, one of the Reddit admins. Reddit, when this post is 10 minutes old, a button and timer will become active at the subreddit, the button. The timer will count down from 60 seconds. If the button is pressed, the timer will reset to 60 seconds and continue counting down. Only <laughs> users logged into accounts created before April 1st, 2015, mm. so that day, can press the button. You may only press the button once. We can't tell you what to do from here on out. The choice is yours. Visit the subreddit, the button. Okay. So here's the rules of this subreddit, this game, basically, this experiment. Only accounts created before April 1st, 2015 can participate in pressing the button. Each account can only push the button once. Each button push resets the timer back to 60 seconds. Mm. Once the timer reaches zero, the experiment is over. Now, one thing that I'm going to mention now, but it wasn't discovered until much, much later. One of the additional rules that was discovered later is that there are color tiers. And what I mean by that is that code analysts looked into the code of that subreddit, and they discovered that depending on what time you actually hit the, the, the button, you get a flare, like a Reddit flare, like a little, you know, who's familiar with flare? You guys are all... No idea. On Reddit, there's basically like pictures, symbols, colors you can put next to your username yeah. or text. Okay. You can put next to your mm-hmm. username. It's like a way of decorating your post. It's just every time you post on something, if you have flare, yeah. it shows up with your okay. your thing. So, so uh, basically, the special... <laughs> so basically, the special flare you get is a color based on the time you push the button okay so if it's at like five seconds versus 30 seconds it's different colors right um and by the way you cannot remove the flare once you get that flare it's permanently there on that subreddit for you um this is this is what i'm gonna tell you all this information but again this was not discovered till much later in the story if you press the button the button from 60 to 52 seconds you get purple flare if you press the button from 51 to 42 seconds blue 41 to 32, green. 31 to 22, yellow. 21 to 12, orange. 11 to 0, red. If you've never pressed the button ever, gray. If you are ineligible to push the button because you made your count later than the date, white. So the appearance of the actual button when you go to the subreddit, the button is like, it's it's like an animated button. It has a molly guard, like a glass molly guard over it. When you hover over the molly guard, the but it, it flicks open and mm. the button is actually available to press. 
hovering over the button, a pop-up message pops up, and it says, in all caps, button press, button press it, button, the button, press it, press the button, button, press it, the button, press it, press the button. It just over and over just tells you to press the button. Didn't like, um, the Mad Hatter and like Alice, no, there's something where it's like, you know, button, button, who's got the button? It's from some movie or something that just popped into my head when you were saying that. No, I, I, I kind of feel like it sounds familiar. It's not, not Alice in Wonderland. It's something else. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Not sure. But I mean, basically, it's like trying to drive you crazy. Like, oh, my gosh, I, I got to push the button because the thing's over and over telling you to push the button. By the way, there's also music. There's music that plays on that subreddit. When you hover over it, the music gets really intense. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. um, the button also tracks the number of people who've already pressed the button. Mm-hmm. So the early days. This is the early days of this story. <laughs> From April 1st to April 8th, many, many people pressed the button. I mean, immediately, everybody's like, okay, I'll press the button. So a lot of people went to press the button. The timer almost never dropped before 50. It never would go below 50 because so many people people around the world, yeah, Yeah. people are just pushing it over and over. So it never dropped before 50. Most people in those early days tended to get purple flares, and blue was very rare. If you got a blue flare, people were like, whoa, dude, that's, that's awesome. The other colors at that time were unknown. Nobody cracked the code, so nobody knew what those other colors were. I want you guys to know how dedicated people were to this whole experiment. People created apps and extensions for their web browsers. That way they can track the status of the button at any (laughs) given time, even if they're not on the subreddit. People around the world actually created shifts to watch the timer. Oh, my God. (laughs) And here's the interesting thing, though, you have to remember. There's like a natural ebb to this whole thing. The button never dropped before 50 in the early days. Eventually, it started to go into like, let's say, 45. So you started seeing some blues, right? Well, there's less and less people to... Right. Yeah. So as less and less people were available to push the button, the the timer started going lower and lower. And all of a sudden, the quote unquote, the common color, the color that most people started to get, began to change. It went from being purple being common to blue being common, then later green being common. Um, And people were shocked when the first generation of yellows and oranges started to emerge, they were shocked that such a thing could even happen, you know? <laughs> so this whole experiment created basically an existential crisis. Existential. Right. Yes. <laughs> so basically, people had theories. Some people believed that everyone who presses the button gets Reddit gold. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. If you don't know what Reddit gold is, it's like like a paid version of Reddit. It has like additional features and benefits and things like that. Um, Some people believe that everyone who didn't press the button gets Reddit gold. (laughs) (laughs) Some people believe that the timer will simply reset if it reaches zero. Some people (laughs) believed that some new feature product thing will emerge once the timer reaches zero. And here's the other thing. The existential existential crisis part of it is some people had extreme regret over pushing the button because they can never push it ever again. That's it. <laughs> they can watch the timer all they want, and they will always be a purple. They will always yeah, be a blue. Right. Fear They'll, of missing out. Well, yeah. I mean, kind of, because they, they already did they it. They already though. did it. It's, it's, it's a just, fear. It's just regret. Yeah. <laughs> and you, it's you a peak. scarlet letter because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're purple forever. Right. You peak too you early. Filthy purple. Yeah. Purple, like... <laughs> Oh my <laughs> button at what 54 seconds dude right just couldn't wait <laughs> ryan is ahead of the game so this created conflict among two f- primary factions the pressers and the non-pressers <laughs> or or as they refer dude, to themselves I, I still see that on reddit sometimes yeah. the filthy pressers and the filthy non-pressers oh my god 
in in between all of these pressers, there were subdivisions. Oh my gosh, so many subdivisions. The first group of subdivisions was the people who pressed the button immediately during the 60 second mark, just literally as the timer reset to 60, uh, they started a group, a, like, an, like a website called Team 60. <laughs> so they, they, they press it at 60. Yeah, basically what happens is Ryan pressed the button at let's say 45, and I try to press it the same time as Ryan, but it reset quicker for, for him than me, and so I got 60. So was it resetting in real time? So like if yes. you pressed it, and if I wanted to wait, and if I was like, oh, I'm going to wait for 45, but I see it resets automatically exactly. at 60? It's, it's, okay. it's for everybody around the world. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like I said, if Ryan presses the button, button at 45 as I'm about to press the button, he'll get 45, but I'll get 60. Because okay. you're a milliseconds too late. Exactly. So Just like in life. The team, <laughs> team 60. First in line, last in line. <laughs> Dude, I said that today while we got traffic light. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Team 60 believed they were superior to all other pressers. There was tension between Team 60 and the lower purples, the people who pressed from 59 to 52. Team 60 declared that it was blasphemy to not press the button. They made a declaration, all must press the button. The 59s, the 59s, the non-pressers, they banded together to mock Team 60 for being impatient and wasting their clicks. The 59s, the people who pressed it at 59. Yeah. Clicks. The 59ers. I mean, glass houses, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Way to have patience, bro. At least I waited a second. Um, and I, I want you guys to know before I go into the rest of this, these factions became like religions. I mean, it was very similar to Twitch Plays Pokemon. Like, yeah. people started supporting these groups because it's basically like if you have to be a purple forever, you're going to rep purple so hard and everybody else sucks. That's how people treated it. And so, presumably these people have regular jobs and lives yeah. outside of this. You know, <laughs> you're, you're like tax attorney is like, yeah. Team 60, bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> So, Has uh, a Team 60 <laughs> tattoo on his forearm. <laughs> so here are the other numerous subdivisions oh that God. came out of this because it is wild how, how many there were. First, there's Team 60, a group of people who push the button at the 60-second mark. Uh, and by the way, all these groups have house words and quotes. Oh, my God. So Team 60 Team is, 60 always pays its debts. <laughs> <laughs> Team 60's quote is, well, the, the, about Team 60 is they believe the button will never die. It just ascends to a higher state of buttonness. What? And their house words are Eximia, Concordis, Purpuria, which translates to chosen, united, purple. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> the next uh. group is No Tap. And No Tap no is tap. not or like a religion. No tap is a support group to help tempted people avoid pushing the button. So they talk about not pushing the button, basically. <laughs> sounds like, like, a, uh, I sounds like that button. one website don't I heard about. No fap? No, no fap. Yeah, don't <laughs> no watch it or report. The next group is the Blue Brotherhood. They are rationalists who calculated that pressing the button between 51 and 42 seconds would lead to the most prolonged, maximized timer. They're the scientists of They're Reddit. Tim. They're Tim. Uh, their house words are code of blue. The next group is the Orange Revolution. They wanted, their, their whole goal of Orange Revolution was they wanted to halt the changing of the common color before red. They want orange to be the last common color. And so their quote is this, the Orange Revolution, the final setting of the sun before the world descends into chaos and bloodshed and darkness. <laughs> we are the ones who waited, the ones who didn't lose our senses to the temptations before us and to the prideful anarchy which will rule after we are gone. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, among all these groups of house words, their house words are orange is the best color. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Next is the Red Guard. They vowed to not press the button until it was, it was within the 10 second mark. The, uh, the next group is the Knights of the Button. And they consisted, they're a group that consisted of many different colored factions. Um, but their whole goal was they will always make sure the button is pressed. And their house words are... How can you do that if you've already pressed it? Well, they recruit. Oh, they get people to come right. join them. Oh. Their house words are preserve and protect. Next is the followers of the shade. By the way, as soon as I heard their name, I was like, JB would be in this group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a JB group, basically. Uh, they were a group that is against the button because it segregates Reddit users. And their quote is, in the beginning, there was only the shade. All who stood in it lived in harmony. <laughs> that sounds like a JB thing so to the, say. Yeah, the, non, the non-pressers. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, and their house words are, we do not press. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a proud sense. House. <laughs> a proud house. They're a proud house. <laughs> I'm glad Manny got that reference. Um, next is the gray hopeful they believe that those who don't push the button will get reddit gold and their house words are today gray tomorrow gold (laughs) sweet (laughs) it it sounds like a lottery like slogan (laughs) seriously Yay! Play scratchers. Play scratchers. Today, gold. They are the scratchers. Today, great. Tomorrow, gold. Imagine I mean, you know what they, a buck can do. You know who they are? They're the they're the people who play video games who save like the hyper potion for the final boss, and then, and then they, they end beat, up never using it. And they it. end up never using it. They're, they're those. Guys. Yes. Oh, that was me. <laughs> me too. I'm, the, like, but I'm I that jackass. I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe that this would give you gold. I wouldn't think that at all. Yeah. Reddit's not that generous. No. Yeah. Uh, it's wild to believe that the motivation behind this was either extreme loyalty to some far-fetched belief or money yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gold. the the next group is the holy o a, a, a group that there are groups spreading the principles of not pushing the button and their quote is it is foretold that when the great timer reaches the holy number zero all true believers will reach salvation and all those who don't will be forced into an eternity in one of the colored hells <laughs> <laughs> and their house words are remain pure next is the cult of the button they simply believe that all must worship the button in awe it doesn't matter if you push or don't push as long as you worship the button you recognize its power <laughs> yes and their house words are all must worship next is the church of the button oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> As you can see, there's heretics, and then there's the organized religion. <laughs> the Church of the Button believed that the timer must never reach zero. Their quote is, In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there was the word, and the word was button. <laughs> <laughs> and their house words were, Join the Crusade. Lastly, there's, well, not actually, there's a couple more groups, but these two groups I have to mention together. Okay, These two groups are the Destructionists, and the assassins of the button. And basically, they are trolls that are attempting to disrupt the pressing of the button so the button dies. And their house words are sick, semper, batonis. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I, I, before I go on, though, I will mention this, and I'll tell you the rest of the story later, but the assassins actually did kill the button. Like, the assassins actually killed it. That's how the story ends. I'll get to that. Next is... Spoiler. The, yeah. 
Next is the forever holders. They will end the fighting by pressing the button and never letting go. <laughs> Thus, the timer never resets. It just stays fixed on 45. Oh, it's or, never unclicked. Right, exactly. Next is, I think this is my favorite group because they sound the most badass. The Ronin at the Edge of Time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. They vowed to always watch the button and never push it unless it reaches zero. They simply wanted to keep playing this MMORPG where time was the final boss. They're, they're gamers. They just want to game <laughs> the system. And their quote is this. When our purple brothers are vanquished, when the knights of the button have fallen, when the last of the red guard have been pushed back to the edge of time, we will be there. During the final second, we will press the button when time is most thin, and we will cut through the armor and to the very flesh of space-time. <laughs> <laughs> Some serious housework. <laughs> yes, man. and the final group is. And by the, these, all these groups had their own subreddits. Of the final group is buttons gone wild, <laughs> where people just posted <laughs> nude photos related to the button. <laughs> How fitting! <laughs> so many of these groups shared resources as if they had the same goals, and they allied with similar-minded groups uh, that fell into these different. There was group, alliances. You know, there was alliances. There was also war. <laughs> Sun, the Sun Guardians at one point went to war against Team 60. War basically amounts to a lot of downvotes. <laughs> like, like your posts will not be seen by anybody. Yeah. So Team 60 at one point even formed a democratic government where all members can vote for the decisions that they make, I guess, within the group. What decisions <laughs> do you make in Team 60? You already pushed the button. You can't do anything anymore. I guess just talk shit. The, now the next part of the story, the Presaya. Many within the different communities, between all the communities, but between the between between many many within all the communities believed that in the final days of the button, one redditor will become the Presaya. The Presaya <laughs> is the last person to press the button before it reaches zero. The quote is. The Presaya comes to cleanse us of our colors. He presses, <laughs> oh. then none need ever press again. <laughs> this has taken on, like, a whole new... <laughs> and another quote. The Presaya shall lay the final press, and together with him at our summit, we shall all move beyond into the after press. <laughs> <laughs> Some oh. feared what would happen if the Presaya is purple. <laughs> it's, it was more about... Who does the Prasaya, like, what group does the Prasaya belong to? Exactly. Speaking of that, the next part of the story is the button becomes a man. <laughs> Seriously, this is, like, random and amazing. At one point in the subreddit, a random person, seriously, random person posts on the button subreddit, and he says this, What on earth is this? I've never gotten so many notifications about my username before. Basically, <laughs> this Reddit user has had his account for five years. He had his account since way before the button. And his username is the button. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people were messaging him. People, people start That's to declare brilliant. that he is the button made flesh. And they start <laughs> making religions around him. This is the time. Dude, this poor guy was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is the time when the cult of the button and the church of the button are founded. When they discover 
the button is a man. (laughs) (laughs) So people are also distraught because after he discovered this thing, this guy participated. And they're very upset because the button is not only purple, but he pressed at 60 seconds. (laughs) Some claim that he's a false prophet because of that. The button... He's he's Press team 60. 60. He's oh, in, he's geez. team 60. Others say this. They say maybe it is just a reminder that we all have our 60 seconds in the sun and no matter how long we try to drag it out, the sun will eventually set. <laughs> and because this guy was getting so many quotes about this whole button story, he's decided that he is going to start quoting things himself and the church of the button started canonizing them as a part of the button religions <laughs> so some of the quotes that he said i think the two best are one quote he said is i die and i'm reborn anew every time i am pressed <laughs> <laughs> and the other quote he said is only 60s may be saved all others are lost <laughs> So how did all of this? Dude, end? that's so funny that this like random dude's just like, let me log into Reddit. What the fuck is all this? And then he's like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Like, he's all, like, yeah. he, he truly peaked, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I he am the way button. Early. He's the button. So how did it end? People were desperate to save the button. As a result, some people sold their clicks on eBay for money. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Toward the end, the knights of the button started using bots to press the button. Basically, members who either sold their click or just are donating their click would submit their accounts to the knights of the button, and they would put those accounts and the logins into this bot. And what the bot does is just it clicks the button, moves on to the next account. When it reaches a low number, presses the button again. So on June 5th, 2015... The bot attempted to press the button using the next account on the prompt, but that account was ineligible to press. A member of the assassins of the button had snuck an ineligible account into the list that the bots used. (laughs) (laughs) The button was assassinated. Dun, dun, dun. Uh The final final user who pressed the button, the so-called... No, no, it was was a person. The the so-called Presaya was a guy named Big Goron. <laughs> <laughs> what color was he? He was a 60-second... He was Team 60, purple. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, the community then watched as the clock counted down and the button died. As soon as the button reached zero, the text on the button read, the experiment is over. Six minutes later, the original button subreddit creator posted this. The button subreddit will be archived in 10 minutes. Just like that, it was over. The whole ar- the whole subreddit was archived <laughs> after that. Here are the stats. There were over 1,008,316 presses. It lasted for two months and four days, which is pretty impressive for 60-second timer. So some say that it was a psychological experiment into people's fears related to death. Some say that it was an experiment into human behavior. For example, when faced with the unknown, humans ascribe meaning, create hierarchies, develop discriminations, and that eventually leads to conflicts. Well, that was yeah, a that was successful true. That was experiment. True. Have, you guys ever, have you guys ever seen that like webcomic where like some random dude picks up like a flag and it says Team B? He looks over and he sees some guy holding a, a flag that says Team A, and the guy who holds Team A says, hey, and the guy who looks at, who has a Team B flag, who just picked it up, is like, fuck that guy. Yep. <laughs> That's basically what this is.
Well, what about uh, you? What about you, Ron? What, what's your story, Ryan? Uh, actually, I don't know if any of you guys. I know you've sort of read about this, or I showed it to you a long time ago. I doubt you guys know about it. Manny, do you know uh, about the uh, Trials Evolution Easter egg thing? Uh, no. No, this is new to me. Sweet. Okay. So, first things first. Do we all know what Easter eggs are? Like, yes. in video games? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So, for the... I, I asked, but I'm yeah. still going to explain it because, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, so, Easter eggs are usually... They're just little, uh, like, hidden things that developers put in games. And it's usually something dumb, like... Like, uh, what's a good example? Just, just like little. I also mean, be in movies too, not like, just like a video ref- games. Yeah. yeah, movies too. Yeah. It, so. Like hidden Mickey's of, hidden Mickey's of video games. Or like, Pixar yeah. has references Pixar, to other yeah. movies. Yeah, exactly. Pixar. Like you see the Toy Story truck yeah. in a different yeah. movie. Yeah, in, in Monsters Inc., you yes. see a Finding Nemo fish. There you go. Yeah. So those uh, are what yeah. Easter eggs yeah. are. They're just little like hidden things that you can find. So they're big in video games. They're really big in video games. They're everywhere. Uh, so trials. I'm well, going to explain t- yeah, what type tell, of game this is. Tell now. what that kind of game is. Yeah. Trials is a 2D and then later on a 2.5D uh, dirt bike racing game. So I remember playing the original in like ninth grade or something. It was a Nintendo came, game, right? Out, no. No? No, it was on uh, PC. Oh, okay. You're thinking Excitebike. Oh. <laughs> but, so, so Trials is the, the original one that I played was there's just this 2D scrolling map where there's like little jumps and there's like loops and things and you just control the bike by pressing either up or forward or any of the directions I guess. So you can drive forward but as you drive forward it like wheelies so you have to like keep I don't know it, it was it was basically driving a really shitty dirt bike <laughs> in really weird <laughs> landscapes, right? So the original game was fun. That was like a ninth grade fun thing. I used to like pretend to be working in my computer class and I was actually playing Trials. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, they came out with a couple other ones. A successful game-ish. So the uh, fourth game, Trials Evolution, I would say has hands down the most impressive riddle slash Easter egg thing of any video game in history. And I, I am going to also go out on a limb and say that no other game ever to come yeah. ever <laughs> wow. will ever be as crazy as this easter egg wise that's what i'm going to say so to give you a scope of the journey we're about to take okay. the third game oh, the game i'm that, so pumped right now Ryan. dude it's, <laughs> no idea. you are going to be blown away my friend so okay. the third game trials okay. hd which was the game before this one they also had easter eggs and this is this is what they did and this one that i'm going to talk about is like way crazier than this so uh, in Trials HD, there was a bunch of hidden clues and messages, and ultimately, the question that was asked and actually answered was the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. But the answer, like, you know, from Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. but the answer was not 42. It was like a legit answer. They tried to answer the question. The question. The question. Right? In a dirt bike game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's go on to evolutions. Okay. Uh, so the riddles and evolutions started like most Easter eggs. They were just strange clues. They were like cave paintings. In the game. In the game. Or like the first ever human written text and stuff. Like all these like really weird things that don't belong in like a dirt bike game. So I mean, basically are you saying that people would be riding a dirt bike on a track. They go through a cave. And if you pause the game at a certain point, you can see these images. Not, not, they wouldn't be in a cave. It would be like they're going on a track and then there's just this like random box with like a cave drawing on it. Okay. And so 
all of these things were indicators that led them to wooden planks in the game, like that you would drive on top of, or they would just be in the background somewhere. And they all had just like random jumbled text on them. So the uh, when all of them were collected, I have a screenshot of what the message is, and it's like way too much for me to like read it, but it's just V-N-Z-U-D-E-X-F-Q-Q-P-M-V. Like it goes on like that for, I mean, yeah, it's long. There's okay. like a whole, yeah, yeah, a whole thing there. So players eventually decipher that into instructions. Dude, by the way, hold on. I, I have to really wonder. The people who play dirt bike games would be into this. Dude, like, there was there was it was a very small community, but there was a community of people who were determined to make this happen, and their determination is going to be like really it's going to be like lifelong determination. <laughs> anyway, so they decipher that into a specific maneuver in the game. So and that maneuver, when you do it in the game, plays a song. And I have the YouTube video, but I don't know if we're gonna do that but it, it just do you want me to do a thing where like let's just pr- play the video or play the song now play the song now yeah okay wake up and listen the secrets are hidden in the brighter toes your ears may not catch them you might have to transform it into a visible form in the song itself, it that tells, was the song. Yeah, that was the song. <laughs> weird, right? That's in a dirt bike game, guys. It sounds so weird. Um, yeah, makes so much sense now. <laughs> so the song, uh, you know, there's lyrics in it, as you heard, and uh, you know, some of the lyrics where you might have to transform it into a visible form. So someone literally did this with the song, and they did a spectral analysis of it. So that's when you know, that's like wait, when wait, you take somebody played the song through a speaker and ran a spectral analysis on the audio. Right. Okay. And so what, if you don't know what that is, that's like taking audio and you see like the visuals of what okay, that yeah, audio yeah. looks like. And they found that the message was actually Morse code. Like the peaks and stuff of the song was Morse code. Okay. And the Morse code led them to a website that was fixedpatternencodes.com. And so this website had nothing on it. And uh, then... That website started showing images daily for 26 days. And these were the images, if you want to take a look. Okay. Very hieroglyphic-y. Very hieroglyphic-y. might make something of them. Yeah, okay. So when all the images were shown... Can someone describe them to me? (laughs) (laughs) Describe them to me. Yeah, they're they're very sciencey. They're all just like there's a periodic table in here. There's a cat in a box. E equals MC squared is there, E equals MC squared. So when all Ah. all 26 messages, images were shown, sorry... It then changed to a message and requested an answer. So it turned into this, which is just like all those pictures and like different whatever. What are those things called where you have the pictures mixed with words and like minus this and that and then you're supposed to put them together to create an answer? No, it's not pictographs. What is that? It's basically Wheel of Fortune now, okay. kind of. Oh, okay. And people found that each image represented a specific individual scientist. Hmm. So that's what they all were. Schrodinger's cat, oh. uh, you know, Newton, all those people. And each of them represented a letter of the alphabet. And so the actual answer to the question, once they deciphered all this, was big freeze with no complete end, which is a reference to the th- to a theory of how the universe might end. So we're talking like, this is, they're talking about like science and like the end of the universe <laughs> in, in a, a dirt 2D bike. dirt bike game. <laughs> it all goes back to in a dirt bike game. Yeah. 
So when the correct answer was actually entered, the website changed to this, and I'll, I'll read it. it just, it's just text. So it says, hold on to what you find. Don't lose it. Pass it on. Answer. Helsinki. And then there's like an address, and it says, enter 5994 on the keypad on the right door. Once inside, go, go to staircase E and press on the second button down the left. Ask Metal Plate. Say, you come find me. I'm not here. Then there's, long, there's latitude, longitude. Um, so it's basically like here's a longitude and latitude of a place to go to and follow these instructions. Right. Then okay. there's also one that for Sydney that says, we never met 1759, but we'll meet 28th of July, 2061. More coordinates. Then one in Bath, Bath, UK. We never knew you, Henry Herbert Hale. Maybe you still remembered. Note in distant future, latitude and longitude yeah. coordinates. San Francisco, the city grows around me while I wait and watch. I lie here silently through fog tides. That's that's what the website changed to. And now these people are Very ominous, very mysterious. Yeah. Yes. So now now the game has moved from a virtual realm about dirt bikes. We had to mention that. To as much a as website. Possible. We're going to. <laughs> yeah. To the real world, right? So I'm gonna talk about what happened at each of these locations. So Sydney, a guy named Bat Guy, that's his like gamer tag, that's not his real name. Hopefully. Yeah. So, so sorry uh, for him as a kid. <laughs> so Bat Guy spent about an hour looking where he thought the package would be hidden, but he discovered the site was inaccessible to the public. So he was like really upset, went home, was going to come back the next day, try to figure out what to do. But he realized he was at the wrong location. So he goes back at 930, and he finds a hole in a sandstone wall right under a harbor bridge. And there's pictures. Of course. Of the, the bridge. Okay. And what he found... I'm just showing Courtney. Yeah, yeah no worries. <laughs> um, so inside the box, he finds a small wax sealed, or I'm sorry, inside the hole in the bridge, he finds a small wax sealed box. Inside was a key and a small metal plate that reads, it seemed like forever ago. There's text on the back of the plate, but I'll get to that later. So this was found later to be part of a, and by the way, all these people who are trying to figure this thing out there's a forum that they're on and they're all trying to figure it out it's like so they're talking to each yeah, other yeah they're working together they're all working together got right. it so this was found to be part of a john green quote so I mean, basically on that forum there's like one section for like oh yeah if you do press these combinations of buttons you can do this trick and oh this track is awesome blah blah, blah. and yeah. then there's like the guys where doing the real this. work is then there's the guys yeah. who are like the spectral analysis shows that this yeah. was morse code this was the message yeah it's like <laughs> some real Crazy this is work. some Da Vinci Code shit. Oh, <laughs> this dude, is Da Vinci Code. You don't even know. So the quote that that was that was from was, "It seemed like forever ago, like we've had this brief but still infinite forever. Some infinites are bigger than other infinites." So, Bath, UK. Wait, who who said that quote? Uh, John Green. Okay. Is that from it, it, Fault of Our Stars? I don't know what it was from. Okay. I don't think it's from the fault of our I stars. I don't think so. Either. This is before that. Yeah, this, oh, I don't know. This was in yeah. 2013. Yeah. So. When was that written? Isn't the, I thought Fault of Our Stars was... The book? I don't know when it was written. No, I, I don't know the book either. I thought it was a recent book. The movie was recent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna look while it you up. look that I'm going to look it up. Bath UK. Mm-hmm. A player named... And here's the other great thing for, the, for me in this is like, this is some like national treasure da vinci code shit and these are all people with names like lord melchett <laughs> who is this next and guy that guy <laughs> that guy, that guy. <laughs> so lord melchett and lord is all caps with a zero for the o it was published in 2012 when was this happening 2013 so it could be could be maybe 
So, well, here's the thing. We also don't... By the way, that does add, like, a really le- a funny level of... <laughs> I mean, if they're, like, we like dirt bike games, we like conspiracy stuff. Yeah, I also like these romance novels. <laughs> Dude, the interest of these developers is, like, it's blew me away <laughs> how far this goes. So, um, so Lord Melchett discovers the UK box. The coordinates and the clue that was on the website led him to a small cemetery outside of town to the grave of one Henry Herbert Hale, which is what the clue was. Holy shit, man. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Behind his gravestone was another box identical to the one found in Sydney. He then gave the box to another player based on what it says in there that I haven't discussed yet that I'll tell you about later. He gave it to another person named Morphe Boy. And I'm only only (laughs) saying that because later on this is going to be semi-important. All right, so San Francisco. This one was the most difficult to find, apparently, because all the markers that the clue about the clue, like on the website, were all gone, and so it was just this empty field in San Francisco. And so this guy, his gamer tag is really tame. It's just Maurice. So Maurice, Maurice, <laughs> dug around randomly in the field for five separate days until he found oh. it. And here's the picture of of. The, the whole and also i'm going to show you because you see maurice he's like there's the guy who plays a dirt bike game and goes digging in san francisco that guy looks like one of my friend's dads or something (laughs) someone's dad yeah all right so before i talk about the last you know you know know why i want to discuss maurice for a second let's talk about maurice you know the thing about him he looks I, i can tell you so much about maurice just looking at his picture one he does drywall hundred fucking percent uh two he definitely has like a kid who's like our age he in between you know work he plays this game at at first he was trying to bond with his kid but then he just kind of liked this game his kid moved on to different things like minecraft and destiny and whatever and he's just like i still like trials then he found a community that accepted him and he has this is his hobby now before he played this he loved games like sim city and like civilization stuff like that and also just based on like his interest like for example at one point i'm not even joking when i say this i have a friend Mm -hmm. and her husband he he spends his weekends practicing morse code at the library (laughs) that's maurice that's maurice and that's why he's familiar with stuff like spectrographs and all that stuff that's maurice go on um, okay, so before I talk about this last box, because it gets crazier, uh, let's just take a second to remember that this is a 2D dirt bike game <laughs> that start, that became a global search, like a tr- fucking treasure hunt across <laughs> the planet to find these things, okay? So, Helsinki, Finland. The page, Helsinki, Finland was like the, the top... Are these locations random, by the way, or there was like a reason? Well... You'll tell me later? We don't know. Oh, I, no. I know this one was not random. Okay. Because Helsinki, Finland is the home the hometown of the developers. Mm. And it was also in bold letters. It was like a totally different thing than the other two, other three locations on the website. And, so, and can I add really quick, Ryan? Yeah. Finland is actually one, one of the countries that hosts the most dirt bike, uh, that hosts a ton of dirt biking races Whoa. and events i did not in know Europe. that <laughs> that's i know this because huh. my father-in-law is into dirt biking and desert, you know, <laughs> dude, desert racing maurice perfect dude by the way stuff in, like, in europe sorry i want to wow. point out this this is exactly why games like this work because you have one guy talking about one thing and one random dude's like dude actually my in-law does this thing and he knows this thing about this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Dude, that's so funny. I had no idea Finland was so big into dirt biking. I guess that's why they made this game. These games. An yeah. ode to Finland. <laughs> okay. Ode to Finland. So the player who discovered Helsinki's box was uh, a newer guy to the whole forum, to the scene, but he was in Finland. So he it had works. that going yeah. for him. <laughs> um, dude, I would love to be that guy. Just the guy who's dude, like, Dude, well, you have no idea how much you would fucking love to be this okay. guy. What he, what he does right like, now, like what happens to him is... I would, I would be, I don't even know how I'd feel. I'd, I'd be blown away if this was going on in okay. my life. All right, so he, uh, he follows the instructions. He goes to the address. He presses the buttons on the door. He goes inside. He goes up the staircase. He gives his code word, and he's given a metal plate and three documents. These documents were in French, and he's not French. He's Finnish. <laughs> um, they were in French, and they were regarding the sale of a piece of land on April 25th, 1740. These documents were over 300 fucking years old. I feel like we're Hold in, on, repeat, we're... repeat that. So basically, he got a bunch of documents from what year? From 1740, April 25th, From 400 1740. years ago, he got some documents for a land sale. For a land sale. In Finland. In Finland. Okay. That were in French. Okay. So he now owns Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back to the forum. He talks to people. They they like translate the documents. And just dude, imagine being this guy. Like you're into trials. You stumble on this forum. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, there's one in Finland. I can go there. You go there, and you're like, <laughs> museum papers. Like you're you're like in a whole like real national treasure. I was thing gonna say going this on. is like national treasure. <laughs> so so what they find is that the documents. For the land in question, and uh, you know, like the clue, there's like a clue on the metal plate that gives him an, an idea of like where it is. It's a small cemetery on a small island off the coast of Finland, so he fucking goes there, and uh, he finds the box. And also here, I wanted to show you the the things, dude. This this paper has a picture of where he's gonna find this thing. So it's like a, it's basically hand drawn. There's a yeah. There's a hand drawn. It's a 400 year old hand drawn image with an arrow pointing to where this box is. Yeah. For a game from 2013 about dirt bikes. Right. But this was from you know 1740. So, the arrow was from 1740. Well, the paper was. Okay, because I, I I assume the arrow was drawn after. What a desecration of a 400 year old document. <laughs> I, was saying, yeah. I don't know if we should wait till well, the end the of the thing. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. To this day, after all this has been solved, to this day, no one knows how long these boxes have been there or who put them there. But are these are th- these are authentic 300, 400 year old documents? Like they can. They be- have. There's a stamp on them right here. Well, anyone can put a stamp. Well. But I mean, so. They were found to be authentic. Okay. Yeah. They're they're like about the land sale did take place. It's on records. Like the whole thing is like legit. Anyway, so okay. he goes there. He finds his box. This box has more stuff in it. It's not just the plate and the key. The uh, also the box also contains a pocket watch with an engraving from 1916. So here's the pocket watch. Yeah. Pretty dope. Um, all right. But inside, there was also the key and the plate with the same quote on it. And uh, before we talk about what else happened, they also found... A bunch of other boxes throughout the world because one of the the last uh, wooden planks in the game gave a clue to find all these other boxes, and all they had in them was a plate. There's like a bunch of them, and the plate says. But when you say plate, you mean it's just well, like a little plate. No, no, no. It's no, just like a little, little metal, metal plate. Like, okay. 
strip of metal with, a, with okay. text on it. Gotcha. And it said, it is utterly beyond our power to measure the change of things by time, <laughs> which is part of a full quote by Ernst Mach, which is, it is utterly beyond our power to measure the change of things by time. Quite the contrary, time is an abstraction at which we arrive by means of the change of things <clears throat> made because we are not restricted to any one definite measure, all being interconnected, which is a lot of ways to say time is not a real thing. Like it's, it's, it's a just a series. It's a series of now that we're just seeing change yeah. through, right? Okay. So the theme of all of this is time, obviously. You know, we have like a document from 1740, we got like hieroglyphics leading and, us and, to and this And basically, point. if this is a marketing thing, this would be basically, hey, we have a new time trials feature in the game. <laughs> also, the end of this, the end of this, you know, it's not a marketing thing because it's yeah so beyond the reach of what any of these this development company, any of these people are going to be involved in. So the final piece was the other side of all the plates with the keys, right. and it says. Midday in year 2113, first Saturday in August, one of five keys will open a box underneath the Eiffel Tower. So. <laughs> so here's the thing. This take a so moment, ominous. Take a, take a moment to just absorb what that message just said. 2113 is the year that the final box is going to be opened by one of these keys under the Eiffel Tower. There's keys in San Francisco, in Sydney, in Finland and the UK, and nobody is going to be fucking alive in 2113. Not the people who made this, not the people who found the keys, nobody. But there have been legit, like the guy who made the, the whole thing, they interviewed him, he has made like legitimate plans and like things in place to make sure that there's a box at, under the Eiffel Just Tower, whatever he it has. down through generations. Whatever he has that he's giving away is going to be there. And so these people gonna, are going to have to pass the story and these keys oh God, down crazy. to their kids, to their grandkids, uh. and then they're going to have to fly to fucking Paris somehow and uh, hope they open the box and they get whatever's in it. <laughs> wow. A 2D dirt bike game, yeah. guys. <laughs> Dude, so what if these developers are an advanced civilization <laughs> who had come... <laughs> We will I, choose one of you humans to join us. <laughs> and, and, the, and the reason they made the dirt bike game is because that's how they thought we can best communicate with humanity. <laughs> this is a dirt biking. Because they landed in Finland. They landed in Finland and everybody really just popular. ride dirt bikes. People named Maurice and Todd who do drywall are the people they're trying to get to know. They are the saviors of humanity, these drywall guys. <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, this, that's why I'm saying there, there's never going to be another game that puts this much... <laughs> That's insane. You know, for some reason, I really thought it was going to be 2060 or something. And I thought maybe like the kids would. No. no. Nobody's going to be alive. No. 113. <laughs> Just got to make sure to, to let the, the children and the children children's know, if you see a random key, do not throw it away. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's going to be one it. of those things where like, because to us, it just sounds like a crazy story. But can you imagine being the guy who like goes to this bridge in the middle of the night and you find a hole and then like this. Tre yeah. Like it's a really special thing to you, I think. Like they would have yeah. been. It's a, that's gonna be a story and proof that they show their kids and their dude. I mean, lucky grandkids. Their kids are lucky. They get to be a part of a pretty epic story. And I think that's why yeah. why that one guy gave his away because I don't think he planned on having kids. You know what I mean? But it was still oh, such an important okay. thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. he was like, "Oh, dude, let me give this to you because so you can pass it down." So someone still, dude. You know what? I mean, goes uh, there as much as I'm not really interested in children. 
maybe ever i don't know we'll see but dude i think i would have kids just to be a part of this like, like if you, i found Ryan, this you better make I sure you let your kid know this story so they can well if i had a key it. i would yeah actually I, I i probably would be like listen just, just see what it is just find out <laughs> i mean i'll ever know and by the way none of us will ever your know your kid will and, never know and by the way news what you just said is probably the worst thing i've ever heard you say <laughs> really? i'm gonna have a kid so they could have a kid open this secret box i, I would i would I change my mind on everything i ever believed for this key <laughs> oh my i would not give it away to somebody else i would be like all right gonna make me some babies now <laughs> dude i also i also really like that the developers like the guy who made the puzzle this whole thing he had to make generational plans for someone else like his grandkids to come to the eiffel tower on this day in the middle of the afternoon to give this thing to someone that's interesting because i really didn't think it was gonna be his grandkids i thought what he was gonna do was by the way, this is how I see in the movies usually. You pay some bank or firm yeah. to do the job. Well, I mean, he might, he might, he might yeah, be doing to, that. Because banks and firms are forever. Your grandkid could have an accident. May, I mean, I don't know what his plan actually was, but it's probably something whatever, like that. Whatever, yeah. whatever the Western Union is of the future. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, I think I mentioned to you once, because I've heard something similar to this story. I didn't hear the details, but I mentioned to you, like, I mean, if the Eiffel Tower is gone, God forbid, at that point in time, a hundred something years in the future, I imagine it's just they have to go to the location where yeah, it used so to the be. He, in, when they interviewed him, they were under the Eiffel Tower, and he showed them the exact, like, tile cement thing where they're gonna go. Wow. But tiles can change. Wow. <laughs> well, the whatever <laughs> no, the actual yeah. location, the location of the ground. Yeah. 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 France, France could be gone. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, with Trump, none of this could matter. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, it's really fat. That story is oh fascinating, gosh, man, because. For, I mean, since the beginning of humanity, people have been attempting to leave their legacy and to live to con- to live on forever through things and markers that they leave behind, either for personal political reasons or for religious reasons. Yeah. So this is fascinating that this guy is doing it, and they're just they're video game programmers. Yeah. Dirt bike video game <laughs> program. <laughs> Listen, this was a game about game. really clumsily, drunkenly driving a shitty dirt bike off of platforms. Trying to wheelie all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Trying not to wheelie, mostly, well, yeah, from my always, experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you have to understand, these are like the nerdiest people in the world. The people that are developers and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, have you talked to one? Oh man. So these guys are the same <laughs> guys who like put science Easter eggs in Futurama. Like the, the same type of thinking. Yep. Just on another I mean, yeah, right. in, order, in order for you to discover, to get to the point they're at now, they had to like figure out all these scientists and like theories about the universe ending and all these other things yeah it's pretty big stuff (laughs) oh man i hope i hope the box is like a key to like a spaceship (laughs) under the eiffel tower you just click the eiffel tower is the spaceship (laughs) guys guys eiffel tower is a spaceship i believe that if you know if somehow let's say what you say is true the world ends you know trump blah blah blah, and there's like like a wasteland but somebody in wearing there's still like gonna be goggles, a man, there's still going to be yeah. a man with an umbrella standing there <laughs> in, a suit. in that in a one suit. place in a yeah. suit with the umbrella. And the people who are traveling there are yeah. wearing goggles, yeah. covering their faces. The with last like, four people alive yeah. on Earth. Are you Marty McFly? <laughs> <laughs> Once they get there, they try their you. keys, they open it, and what they find inside the box is a button. <laughs> <laughs> it all, all roads lead yeah. to the button. <laughs> and it's counting down on a timer. And then they have to decide, right. will pressing the button save the world? Will it end the world? Will they get gold for not pressing the button? <laughs> what will oh. happen? Team 60. Team, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will say it's blasphemy to not press a button. So, and then all of a sudden, the dude in the umbrella is like, I am the button. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we learned today, with, with uh, especially Nusha's one, is that people on internet will find anything to fight about. Yeah. They'll join a group, strengthen numbers, and try to bully another well, group out or something. The trials people, Maurice and, and friends, they, they were, work together. They were incredibly yeah. cooperative and yeah. like really happy. I mean, that one guy, instead of being bitter about you know whatever, he was like, "Hey man, you have kids." You take the key. So, so it's like, that's pretty cool. Dude, I think that's that part is one of my favorites, only because that's that's a really moving and epic kind of thing, dude. You're literally passing the key on to him and his children, like yeah, that's amazing. And dude, I hope that guy records down, takes a picture of, keeps a scrapbook of the original guy who passed the key to him, just so I that mean, way there's like in, in, in his own way though he is part of the story forever. Yeah, because like he didn't go find yeah. that behind Herbert Hale's gravestone. This guy did, and he yeah. gave it to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's like on two different spectrums. Just like people sitting on their computers, just writing flames against each other, and then people actually going out and looking for keys and working together. It's yeah. kind of interesting. Spectral analysis, and <laughs> both due to use of internet and gaming. What a time to be alive, mm-hmm. and then also what a time to not be alive because we won't know what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, that that is our hype episode. So did we live up to it? <laughs> <laughs> Leave comments below if you agree. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and yeah, whatever. And, and swipe left. You could also leave hateful comments. Oh no, swipe right. Don't swipe left. I don't know which way to swipe anymore. <laughs> swipe right. Is it? Yeah. yeah. yeah Have left. you been using it? Not me, but I, I hope <laughs> that was that was the fakest not me I've ever seen. Not me. <laughs> not I me. hope to. Yeah. Uh, well, group, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean, I mean well, hey, Thank you. before we go, thanks you know, just on. Manny, uh, before we go, do, do you have any shout outs? Do you have anything you want to promote or say or, I mean, anything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, had a blast on the show. Uh, listeners, keep listening and keep supporting. Uh, Nush and Ryan must die. Fantastic. Um, yeah, shout out. Um, hopefully I'll have an art show coming up. Uh, an exhibition coming up, coming up later next year, so I will pass along uh, some information so you guys yeah, can I check mean, out my artwork. We'll be sure We're definitely, um, yeah, we'll promote that. No problem, man. Awesome, and I'm cooking up a podcast that I'm hoping to air by January of 2018. So I'll also hook you guys up with a little more information. Um, it'll just be a uh, hey, man. Then we can we, be hey. guests on your show. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, can, we can we can cross promote, uh, etc. Yeah. Oh, cross pollinate. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. I feel like there's a lot of people within our social circle all of a sudden moving on to audio format <laughs> because else? we started. Tim wants to do a podcast now, that, not, he, but not this not, podcast. Not with us. Not this podcast. <laughs> he wants to do his own podcast by himself. Yeah, and apparently JB wants to do a podcast too. Not with us. Those, <laughs> man, those sons of bitches. <laughs> JB and Tim were the original two They were hosts. the original hosts with us. Yeah. And after episode fucking one, they were both like, nah, <laughs> no thanks. Yes. Now they're like, we're going to do our own podcast. Now they're like, we want podcasts too, but not yours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything else you want to shout out, Manny? Um, yeah. Last shout out, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to encourage everybody. Uh, I think this is just the museum person and myself. Um, the Getty is sponsoring a S- Southern California-wide initiative called Pacific Standard Time LA LA. And it explores uh, Latin American artists who were influenced by Los Angeles or working in Los Angeles from the 1960s and on. And there's about 60 cultural institutions, museums, galleries, etc., 
They're all part of this initiative, and it's an, it's going to take place over the course of like five or six months. So oh. check that out. A lot of great art in L.A. Uh, don't miss it. And it's also a great uh, opportunity to kind of learn a little bit about the history of our city. So where can people go? Where can people go to get more information about that? Uh, they can go to uh, they can just go to Google and type in P S T L A L A. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Ken, do you have any anything you want to shout out or promote or anything? Uh, yeah, it's been a busy couple months with me. Um, I'm on this podcast and um, writing oh. for a couple of sites. So you could, you guys could look for it on my website, ken-n.net. You have some of my work there. I'm starting to write. I also write for two other websites, thegamer.com and uh, what's the other one? Uh <laughs> That might be why you need to get some more clicks. You got to let yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we are Don't the guard. Don't let your boss listen to this. Yeah, we are the guard.com. Yeah, um, we'll post some links on there if you want to read my work. Cool. All right. Uh, Courtney, anything you want to promote? or Not at this time. Okay. All right. Ryan? Uh, someone hire me. <laughs> that's, that's my promotion, oh, too. Oh, yeah, me, too. <laughs> yeah. Me, too. <laughs> Please. I need hire. money. I'm having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, We've done. Yeah. He's having a baby. Okay. Ryan's having a baby. Are you having a baby too, or what? I am poor. I don't have a job. <laughs> I I am. So anybody <laughs> listening to this, if you have got an opening, hey, email Ryan Noosh, our dead at gmail.com. <laughs> I'll forward you my resume. <laughs> I'll forward you my resume. I mean, I'll mention this. The things have changed since then. I mean, uh, for all the listeners who don't follow our facebook we have a website now mm-hmm. oh dude yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. that's the most important that? thing of all <laughs> we need to promote our promote uh, yeah. that. our website is www.ryananushardead.libsyn l-i-b-s-y-n.com so go ahead and we'll go there and too. yeah and you can find all it's already on facebook you can well find, we'll repost okay. it on facebook mm-hmm. you can find all of our episodes from season one and two on that website additionally you can find us on itunes and Google Play by just searching for Ryan Newsher Dead. We're on it. Yay. Yep. Yeah. We're on iTunes. Search it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're on there, man. Uh, additionally, uh, probably in the next two months, so probably by October, uh, we will hopefully be on iHeartRadio. So we'll mm. try to get on that next. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can check out all of our old episodes. Our new episodes will now um, be uh, distributed through all these channels on Saturdays. So um, you will be able to listen to us starting then. This broadcast is available to the school on Thursday nights, but mm-hmm. we will be available on our podcast Saturdays. Make Started sure to from leave the bottom, reviews. now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> leave reviews I on mean, iTunes and Google Play. I know that we've taken yeah. you know two steps forward, one step back, but we've made progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think still, it's progress. still <laughs> one step forward yeah. every, every Every season's gotten three. better. Yeah. So it started this one right with Limp Biscuit. Yeah. No. <laughs> our dark. Yeah. <laughs> this is our darkest season yet. Um, all right. Well, guys, thanks for joining us on this week's first episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, join us again next week. We will have another episode and another guest. And uh, uh, thanks to our guest, by the way, Manny, for joining us. It's been a pleasure, sir. Yeah. It's been. Oh, and, and please, we'll schedule again yeah, at man. some point when you're available. You can join us again anytime. Yeah, I'd love to, guys. I definitely will let you know, and hopefully it'll be sometime soon. All right, so the song that we'll be closing our uh, show on is the song song Ghosts by Malik Bash. 
That was the first time you've ever done that in the correct <laughs> order. Congratulations. I think, I think that's Season the, three. I think that's going to be my, I think that's gonna be my new thing. So Doing uh, it accurately. Yeah. So, so thanks for joining us, and we will see you guys next week. Take care. Are Dead is made possible thanks to KDHR, the student-operated radio station of California State University, Dominguez Hills. For more information about KDHR, please visit www.kdhr.net. The intro song for this show is Space Ace by Blind. The intermission songs are Brambles in the Breeze by Protricity, Lost in Time by Your Daily Water, an expert novice, and Radical Dreamers Angelic Mix by Tim Shihai. This music is made available thanks to Overclocked Remix. For more information, please visit ocremix.org.